it's really cut and dry. Hey, I made these are the photos I make. Here's the information. This is this is where you can view it. If any of this is okay with any part of you, then by all means, let's do it. And if not, let's talk something else. Sure, sure, sure. From Stockholm Studios in Bushwick, Brooklyn, this is the LPV Show, a weekly discussion from the world of photography and photo books. Here is your host, Brian Farmalls. Agiri, right? Agiri. Yeah. I heard you it was on the um what was it, the the thing you did in Denmark? Mm-hmm. That one where they said your name and I was like, shit, I always thought it was like Joe Aguirre. Aguirre yeah. You know? <laughs> uh Aguirre, you know, it's like I can see where it comes from Aguirre, like Mark Maguire. Right. Like it looks like that. And it's surprisingly like apparently the most one of the most common like mm-hmm. last names a Mexican slash Spanish person can have. Um, but it, so then it's a Geary Wrath of God. That a Geary Wrath of God. Yeah. There's a there's there's where the root. But it's not like I, it's not like I can pronounce anyone's name. Anyways, yeah. Which is a, a path we've been down all too often on the show. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably butcher names. Of You've been doing pretty good this season. Photographers. That's all right. It's all right. You always ask beforehand. We we'll try. You know. And you know. I've, we've had other people or people come on and say, like, I probably didn't get that name right anyway, so it makes me feel okay. But um, we're uh, here with Joe Geary. Do we want? Do you have other nicknames? Everyone calls me Joe Boo. Joe Boo. <laughs> Joe Boo. <laughs> Joe Boy. Joe Boy. And you're um, visiting, this is your first visit to New York. This is my first real visit to New York. Uh-huh. So you had a fake one? You had a virtual visit? Or? Like a stopover. Okay. You know, like uh, when people, yeah. have you ever been to Spain? Yeah, for like a day. No, you haven't been to Spain. Right. So like, I just say no. Sure. I've been to Sao Paulo. Sure. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So what are you doing in New York? Um, I'm just hanging out. I, you know, you guys wanted to um, talk. And so I decided to come out. And then I had some good friends uh, ask me to stay longer. And I said, fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> because what else am I going to do? Go home right. and make coffee, right? You yeah. know, so enjoying the city. Yeah, very much so. So you're living, you're living the photographer's life. You're hitting the streets. You're, you, I saw you're staying at four one five Kent. Four seven five. Four seven five. Four seven five Kent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my buddy Rob Timko uh, invited me to stay there. Uh, actually, in Michael Christopher Brown's apartment. Mm-hmm. So it was cool huh. staying in a Magnum photographer's apartment mm-hmm. and taking pictures of people in there and mm. looking at his awesome photo books yeah you know sweating up his sheets <laughs> <laughs> what so you just he he where he out on assignment somewhere i guess so uh-huh. um i mean that's uh that was that's what i would do if i was a traveling photographer yeah. airbnb my place uh-huh. you know nice. supplement everything keep the archive safe but david allen hart <laughs> david allen harvey lives there as well too yeah he's got he's a like, he's got a place on the sixth floor uh-huh. so uh, it's a beautiful beautiful place nice so Get uh, get a taste of Williamsburg. Yep. So you've been you've been out shooting uh, in Manhattan as well, Midtown, shooting street. Uh, yeah, I shot a lot of street, quote unquote. What is that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I've just been taking pictures everywhere. I uh, mm-hmm. we went, you know, met up with Todd Gross, went to Coney Island with Aaron Berger, mm-hmm. Matt Weber, a bunch of other people that wanted to hang out and you know, shake hands at least. Right. Um, make the internet circle smaller, I guess. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but then uh. You know, I make portraits of people, so, you know, had some of that, had some friends that I had met that live here that wanted to get together. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? You know, whatever. Pictures, New York, Pictures yeah. of everything. So and what are you, what's your impression of New York after how many days? A week? Man, yeah. it is humid as fuck. <laughs> oh, uh, you're not even we're not even started. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's not as bad uh, for me right now. My, my, my very short experience is like Miami in August. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, but yeah, I got a taste of that, and then I got sick the oh, last couple yeah. days, and so I was in bed. In Subway the, germs? Yep, probably Coney Island germs, you know? <laughs> um, and then I was in bed for uh, two days, which I'm really bummed out about because I was yeah. on a roll, you know, just out, seeing things, um, you know, and you, you, new person, you got that energy, yeah. you know, so yeah. you're like, yeah, sure, I'll go from Brooklyn to, you know, 150th Street, you know, and back in a day, and <laughs> walk down to Soho from there, you know, I don't care. And yeah. then all of a sudden, you know, I just like, it hit me and I was yeah. dead. Well, yeah, I never said, I mean, you can go, there's, there's so many different places you can go. Never. I mean, I remember the first time I went in, into Midtown shooting on one of my first visits and it was just like, holy shit, because I came from LA and mm -hmm. LA, it's like, you'd never see that volume yeah. of people in one area. And it was right. like, just shoot my, of course, none of that stuff stuck around. I don't even know where it is. It's yeah. all pretty bad shit, but yeah. I'm sure you've got some good stuff. I mean, you know, I shot, I shot 35 rolls so far, mm -hmm. you know, um, and then I went and bought a few more bricks. So hopefully I'll, I'll just have like a really great 18 hours of shooting the next couple days. Uh, yeah. Yeah, whatever, you can always come back. So you're uh, but you're shooting all film, huh? All film. This is the first trip mm -hmm. I, I never, I, I, th that I've had that I haven't taken a digital camera. Are mm -hmm. you processing here? No. Oh. Unless Aaron Berger will do it for me. <laughs> so, but uh, no. I know um, a good place. Yeah? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> where at? Uh, it's in Park Slope. Oh, yeah? Price is pretty good. All right. Good service. Well, I don't know why you would want to do that, though. Yeah. I would develop my color yeah. here. X-rays? But, but I uh, but I shot a lot of black and white, too, that mm -hmm. I'll do at home. And that's my favorite because, the you know, I brought a little half-frame camera, mm -hmm. too. Ah, which one? So, uh, like a... Uh, Kyocera Samurai. Oh, yeah. And it looks like a VHS. <laughs> um, and it's ridiculous. But I just shot continuous photos of everything. And so I'm hoping in the middle of all the rolls I shot, there'll be, you know, four frames that I can just take out and print. Mm -hmm. um, but I like, I'll sit on it. But I have some stuff coming up that I need to submit for. So I'm hoping. And you take it when you say you take it back home, you're going to San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And is that where you're born and raised? I was born in San Jose, California. Oh. And um, I, you know, I moved to San Francisco you know, as soon as I could afford to. And, you know, I, I used to, I went through spells of leaving home, mm -hmm. going up, coming back, you know, because home's not that far. So you mm -hmm. can always, you always have your fail safe. Um, but I've been there, you know, the last uh, six, seven years mm -hmm. straight mm -hmm. before going places. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I live in a living room in the inner Richmond. Uh, I developed my film in my bathroom, oh. you know. So you live by who you have roommates? Yeah, I have two roommates, uh -huh. um, you know, rent control. And uh -huh. they're like, yeah, just take the living room. Oh, nice. And so, <laughs> and, I, and I'm never home, uh -huh. you yeah. know, and so it's cool, you know, um, the rent's dirt. Uh, and in San Francisco, breaking up with somebody is very, uh, very different because mm. you always remain friends because either somebody shares the, the washing machine at the apartment you had to leave or something. Mm -hmm. So my ex, who's my best friend, mm -hmm. has my cat. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. And so I'm there back and forth all the time, you know, three days a week, just hanging out with my cat mm -hmm. uh, or watching TV, mm -hmm. you know, with her doing my laundry for free. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, like, I just, you know, it's like, it's kind of like a, it's one of those well, weird transient type uh, type lifestyles. Well, it's a tough city. It's a tough city for that these days. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's obviously, San Francisco has kind of grown like home base or ground zero for the, you know, what's going on with gentrification. And there it's even magnified because mm -hmm. you have Silicon Valley. Yeah. It's like yeah. all the tech companies are, you know. Yeah, and sounds worse than here. Yeah, and, well, because it's just smaller. And yeah. because, you know, you have such a strong, you know, 
liberal activist kind of like history in San Francisco, perhaps mm-hmm. the strongest in the entire country. And you see the backlash. So how do you kind of see, are you part of that backlash? Is there, you, is there, you see real pushback or is it kind of like, nah, we're not, we're not going to win this one against these billionaires, you know? Well, I, 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 I feel the, I feel, um, the effects of what's going on by, uh, by people with more money moving in. Mm-hmm. Um, and it uh, it sucks, mm-hmm. and yeah. so sometimes you get into it with uh, with people, you know, whether whether it's something that uh, their upbringing didn't let them know that doing something's wrong, like mm-hmm. laughing at somebody that's you know asleep on the sidewalk mm-hmm. or some shit, and some mm-hmm. and and you know change doesn't happen like all at once. It starts with your personal interactions with the people you encounter, mm-hmm. and so if you have to call somebody out for being a pecker, mm-hmm. you know, and tell them to check their attitude about some shit, because not a lot of people know about the history of mental illness mm-hmm. running rampant based on asylums being closed, right, and right. The Reagan as our Reagan. governor, right. all that shit, so sometimes mm-hmm. you just gotta drop it on mm-hmm. somebody and be like, yo, peep mm-hmm. this, you know, mm-hmm. you, if you're here, you know, you should understand why yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is happening, um, but also, you know, uh, dollar signs in everybody's eyes mm-hmm. of course if you're a landlord you want to make that money get out somewhere you know so it happens but uh i i try to just maintain uh staying to the the new the true places mm-hmm. that i've been going to for years and you know like if a new place pops up and they're cool great you know but mm-hmm. i try to uh i don't know keep it as uh, as the same as possible yeah yeah you know so you're so you're in san francisco you're hustling you're shooting film Getting by, and this is what you do. I mean, you're you're pretty active in the online community as well. You're, I, yep. mean, I think I've lost count of how many collectives you're in. Oh, one. <laughs> oh, just one? Just one. You're only in one. Of, who am I thinking that's in, like, ten of them? That's Vogel, Vogel Justin Vogel. Vogel, yeah. <laughs> Justin, oh, Vogel, Justin Vogel, who refuses to come back on the show. You know. Because it's too far for him to come back. <laughs> I, told him, I told him the other day, uh, if he's five miles away from me for the 11 days I'm here and he doesn't come and see me, uh-huh. I'm never going to speak so to him. So have you seen him yet? <laughs> I didn't. We were supposed to go out on Tuesday, uh-huh. but I got sick, and so that's my bad. So you're bad, okay. But, okay. Then, but then I made him feel bad, and he said, anything I want to do on Saturday, it's up to me, and I'm just going to make him have the worst day possible. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, it's supposed to be nice tomorrow it's yeah. gonna rain on yeah. sunday yeah so that so you're in the one collective you're in burn my eye yeah um you're obviously we know each other through the street photography community and we um you know met through that and maybe we don't really need to go <laughs> into like the street photography because you don't really shoot a lot you shoot some street yeah and um, i was gonna say that so you shoot a wide variety of stuff so you shoot you got the paper skin you shoot you do a lot of stuff with models you do a lot of stuff with new photography then you got the street work you do, and then you got kind of this. Um, and I'm looking at Ether right here, which is more of a travel log where you kind of went. You were in where'd you go? Denmark? I went to Denmark. Yeah. Denmark. Okay, so you kind of put it all together, and I'm, I'm just curious. Do you think? And you've made a couple zines now. One before this was called Bats, right? Mm-hmm. So do you feel like your your work comes together and its natural format is in the zines in the books? Yes, mm-hmm. um, I. I personally don't like single images. Mm-hmm. You know, that's Instagram, that's Tumblr, that's Flickr. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's good to have them. It's good to say, keep, you know, keep reminding people that you're there. Yeah. Hey, I'm here. Here's a photo. Hey, I'm here. Here's a photo. Right. But, uh, but there's something to be said for, uh, you know, locking yourself away and developing 200 rolls of film and going through, you know, 2000 digital files and saying, what do I have here? Yeah. Getting those four by sixes and sitting them on the floor mm-hmm. and going crazy. Exploring mm-hmm. the relationship between the images. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's why I like, uh, 
what uh what they're what is it called lyrical narrative yeah, yeah. photo essays yeah um because you get to shoot like a photojournalist you get to shoot like a street photographer but you get to put it together like a poet yeah mm-hmm. and that's the best part like i don't care about the the, the synthesis the, yeah i don't care about the sequence either like the who what you know where how uh so I can put a photo from the beginning of my trip at the end of the book. Right. And if it makes sense, it makes sense, you know. Um, so what, tell us about Ether. How did this come about? You took the trip to Denmark. What are you, and what are you shooting? Man. Who, how, how does this, where did you find, who are these people? Who, who how did you find these people? Who so about four years ago, I met this guy named Jonas Norman in San Francisco, who was a photographer. And, you know, I met him outside of this shop I was working at at, at the time and, uh, we just met in passing, and he knew a guy named Travis Jensen that I happen to know and some other people in San Francisco because he goes there every year, spends a couple weeks. He's got family in the peninsula, and he just that's his place. He identifies with San Francisco. Mm-hmm. He grew up in Copenhagen. He now lives in Vila, which is two hours south of Copenhagen. Uh, it's a small town. Um, and basically what happened was that uh, after years of him coming out and visiting me and, and us knowing each other, he says, why don't you come and see me? And I said, okay. Yeah. And I was having kind of a rough time. Um, not for anything in particular, but you know when just life gets you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Life on life's terms happening and there's nothing you can do about it. There's a lot of it in this city. Yep. And so I quit my job. I moved out of my apartment and I stayed at a friend's for a month and I saved up and I bought a ticket to Denmark and I went. And I just stayed on his floor for a month. And uh, we got up and we just drove for 12 hours a day, every single day. That's awesome. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, we went up into Sweden once and I met, met some friends up there. I met Ola Belmont again. It was one of my buddies and he mm-hmm. was there. Season two, guess, I don't know, three, four, I don't know. One of them. Yeah. One of the first ones. Three and four. He's huge. <laughs> he can be two guests. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we, he knew the ins and outs of this real country area. And if you meet anybody from, from Copenhagen, you say, I went to Vila, they go, why? <laughs> and, and, and it's true. Why? Mm-hmm. It's very small. Um, and I shot a lot of stuff that didn't make it into the, the zine book, whatever you want to call it. Um, and a lot of stuff is open-ended for me to go back and really explore and work on. And I plan on doing mm-hmm. that. Um, maybe not to put into anything, but just to keep shooting it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just what happened. I went, I was having a rough time and I just needed some clarity. And I went during the time of year where there's n- almost no nighttime and it was good. It was just good for me. Good to go out and shoot and to meet strangers driving down, seeing people sitting in a field by themselves. You stop, you talk, <laughs> you take some snaps, you leave, yeah. you know, or, you know, g- having to go meet the, the, the one guy that lives out by himself that doesn't, that has like an antique shop that's, that they, you know, like quote unquote, he's crazy. You know, you go and talk to him. Yeah. You know, and you find out his story and you snap a photograph of it. You know, that's kind of like um, conversations punctuated by photographs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So did you find did you find that having like the framework of travel and being away helped you kind of like either focus in or kind of like put put a box around, you know, what you were doing? I mean, did you plan on making it into a zine before you left or it was like afterwards? I didn't plan on, on it being anything of substance, mm-hmm. to be honest. Um, but it just turned out that's how the cards fell. Mm-hmm. Uh, I shot a lot of film. I shot it specifically one way, mm-hmm. um, and I shot digital specifically one way, so mm-hmm. it would kind of uh, look similar, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I developed when I was there because I didn't want to carry all the film back. Right. And then when I went home, I, I went to the dark room, uh, printed, 
scanned everything and just started looking at it. And I said, I think I have something here. And I sent it to Ben Molina. I said, hey, help me out with this. Mm -hmm. um, and he did. And I sent him back like my likes and dislikes. Mm -hmm. And that was it. And then it took, uh, you know, six months of sequencing and resequencing and printing and all that stuff. And then another four months of me figuring out the, the layout, the text. Um, and all the while, Jonas had followed me around kind of with a camera because he wanted to make an artist portrait yeah, on yeah, me yeah. because that's what he does. You know, mm. that's what he asked me to do. He, he made some photographs. He made a, a couple things on um, Mike Giant and uh, some other people, mm -hmm. and that's what he wanted to do. But he turned out the guy had it rolling the entire time, oh, and there wow. was a lot of footage. And <laughs> it turned out to be this eight-minute, very sincere thing about my trip there mm -hmm. and, uh, like, somebody, really good. somebody being lost and connecting with the surroundings and mm -hmm. I think it was cool because you know most people that make photos end up going to the brownest place possible and making pictures of all the people that are exotic looking mm -hmm. and I went to Scandinavia yeah <laughs> <laughs> and I was yeah, like yeah. hey okay cool well so I love I mean Scandinavia has such a good photo culture too mm -hmm. they put up and we'll probably going to talk about it in the second half when we get to some of the books but yeah I mean they it's it's I think it's fascinating. I would like to go at some point if I can get over there. Yeah. But yeah, I, so you did made an edition of 50. What was, what, was, I made, what was that idea? Well, I made one edition of 50, mm -hmm. um, and they were hand-bound, mm -hmm. stab-and-stitched. Mm -hmm. uh, and I made, um, I made those through Little Paper Press in San mm -hmm. Francisco. Uh, a woman named Hannah Schuster mm -hmm. owns that uh, through PhotoWorks in San Francisco. And they've been printing all my stuff forever, mm -hmm. and we have a good relationship. Mm -hmm. um, and I think I know it just enough to point the camera and click it. And so it <laughs> right. really takes a village to um, help me make uh -huh. everything physical. Um, and so I, I did that, and my friend Nick helped me make uh, the boxes, these uh -huh. dovetail beautiful boxes, and uh, they got packaged with the silver print, and I sold those for X amount to fund the mass printing and the printing for the show I was going uh -huh. to have with it. And then I made a, you know... I, I made probably 250, 300 copies of mm -hmm. Ether, the zine, mm -hmm. sold most of them, oh, gave, okay. gave away a lot of them, um, and, you know, just kind of did that. And I made a very small version of it as mm -hmm. well for the, as a catalog for the gallery that I had in Paris. Nice, nice. So we'll, we're going to move on to which I, I, I'm going to presume is one of your favorite topics and one of your favorite subjects is um, paper skin and shooting the nudes and shooting the erotic photography, I guess you want to call it that. Um, so what's the story with these? I know you have the Tumblr and you put these up and you have the one, two, three volume. What's going on there? So how do you, what's, what's your approach to sh doing this type of work? Are these people that you know, or are they models? How are you coming across the, the people that you're photographing? So far in the paper skin series, um, maybe two people have been models that, um, not, not that I've hired that I've just come across mm -hmm. that have been friends. Mm -hmm. Um, but the rest of them have been people I've just randomly met mm -hmm. a girlfriend, somebody that was, uh, a partner or okay. some sort of close friend. There's or gotta be a connection or relationship yeah. there. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, I mean, whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm a boy. I make photographs of girls sure, sure. naked. It, you know, that's, that's pretty much what it is. <laughs> but at the same yeah. time, um, I really love 
naked things and mm. nudity mm. and not just sex and sexuality. Mm. And I don't really consider what I do erotic, even mm. though some of mm. it is a little heavier edged. Mm. Um, erotic to me sounds like a 45 year old white dude <laughs> that, books, that books a hotel that wants you to dress up in like fishnets and right. heels and take, right. and for you to smile. Yeah. And I want to talk to somebody that's mm. naked and I want to photograph them while we're talking mm. and I want to capture who they are at that moment. Um, but I also photograph boys and people mm -hmm. that don't identify mm -hmm. as women. Mm -hmm. um, and and a lot of people will say, well, you only photograph this specific body type. Mm -hmm. And I don't because mm -hmm. there's a there's a big archive. Sure. You sure, know, sure. and so anybody that wants to photograph mm -hmm. anybody, I'll do it. Mm -hmm. uh, when I went to Denmark, I photographed a pair of swingers in their 70s mm -hmm. getting it on. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I, you know, maybe one day I'll make a mini zine out of that. Sure, sure. And that was great. Yeah. Um, and it, I, I would say it's not my favorite thing that I do, mm. but it definitely is like something that's really emotionally connected mm. with me because of the people that are in mm. it. Mm. Um, but I got started because, uh, I started to get real bad anxiety, uh, like six, seven years ago. Mm. Um, like really, really bad to where I didn't want to leave the house. I'd leave mm. the house and I start feeling sick, sweating bullets on a hot day. Right, and right. eventually I was like, well, I want to make photos going stir crazy, mm. call a friend over and say, hey, do you want to maybe let me take photos of you naked? Mm -hmm. You know, and mm -hmm. all you can do is ask. Yeah, yeah, and if yeah. And if the answer is no, the answer is no, you move on. Yeah. Um, and that's what it comes down to. Uh, there's really nothing. Um, it's really cut and dry. Mm -hmm. Hey, I these are the photos I make. Here's the information. Yeah. This, is, this is where you can view it. Mm -hmm. If any of this is okay with any part of you, then by all means, let's do it. And if mm -hmm. not, let's talk something else. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, it's such a hard line. I... I I definitely have when you're talking about like the the middle-aged white dudes taking the women into the hood. I mean, to me, that stuff is like mm -hmm. I don't want to say it's. It, I mean, it is misogynist. Like there is there is you run that risk, and these days, especially like I think there has to be a certain level of sensitivity to what you're doing if you're working in that space, especially as like a man mm -hmm. and like being appropriate. But I we think what we had that book on the Noah Kalina show though that was kind of that way. Well, that one. So that one was yeah. That kind of took it to that next conceptual level yeah. it was all because it was all staged and he was making a comment on it. And I think that works. I mean, it could have, when I was looking at it, I was like, my first question is like, well, I wonder what the girlfriends think about this. Right. And it's like, well, it's their own models. It's all fake. Yeah. You know? So I'm like, when you get to that end, it's like, okay, ha ha, you know, um, I think it comes off much better in the zines. Like I haven't seen the zines before, like on the stuff on the Tumblr, it's kind of like, it can get it can look like just a stream of yeah, a bunch of like naked people, but I think the way images. you put these together in these short little vignettes, I think works much better. Yeah, and I think that's the way it kind of like comes through. Yeah. Have you ever? What about like providing the context? How do you feel? Because like right now you just provided context for, it, but I haven't seen any context for what you do online. Well, how do you feel about like? Like that, would you want to leave it and like ambiguous where you, people don't know if they're like models, if they're girlfriends, if they're lovers or what's going on? Uh, I pretty much, well, I'm, I'm pretty transparent online. Like if anybody, anybody can friend me on Facebook, right. I don't care, you know, but also like, uh, who said it? Like RuPaul, what people think about me is none of my business, <laughs> you know? Right, right. And so I kind of just, I, I leave it as it is. Mm -hmm. And if the photos speak to you in one way, then great. And mm -hmm. if they speak to you in a way that you don't like, well, then that's good too, because right. Love and hate come from the same place. It's a reaction. You know, sure. and that's cool. Yeah. Um, but that's also why I like the Tumblr. I almost never use it anymore mm -hmm. for that. Um, Tumblr's dying, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> and so like, the, but I, I really do like putting them together. Um, mm -hmm. But providing context, I don't know. Like I was telling somebody the other day that she was asking me to look through her photographs to help her select a few. Mm -hmm. And every time I would look at something, she'd have the story about it. And I looked mm -hmm. at her and she goes, 
what? And I, and I just like, uh, I'm waiting, okay. f- I'm waiting for you to be done so that I can look at this again. <laughs> yeah. And she said, why? And I'm like, well, if this ever became a book, would you go to everybody's house mm-hmm. that bought a copy and open page 67 and go, mm-hmm. well, when I, the reason why I took this photo, mm-hmm. you can know you're not. So if it's not here, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, and that might sound a little bit like a curmudgeon, mm-hmm. you know, in me, but like, uh, that's just what it comes down to. And, th- and these are, these are uh, lyrical narratives. It's not documentary. Yeah. Now, if, now, if I made a photograph book about one person, one lover, one mm. friend, my anybody, there would obviously have to be context uh, written about why that one person is my subject. But since there's not, mm. I don't. I don't feel the need to. Mm-hmm. Are you? Oh, sorry. Um, when you see the thing about like Arlene Godfrey's Midnight where she did the one we had that book Shannon Tager brought it on mm-hmm. and it was a one person over years and years and years and she you know this is a female photographer kind of like putting it on to like a, it was an ambiguous situation too you didn't really necessarily know what the context of the relationship was what do they what do your subjects feel about it how do they feel about them how do they feel about the zines yeah uh, the photos I mean, honestly, for the most part, they're super stoked on it um, because everyone knows what they're getting into. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I when I approach somebody to photograph them, I mean, I'm a pervert. I've, <laughs> I, I, I wear that proudly, but I'm not I'm not a pervert to the point where it's like you know, like you come by to mm-hmm. to wherever we're shooting and I drop. Uh, like I flip the script on you. Yeah. yeah so yeah. when we meet up for coffee, I go, this is what I want to photograph. Mm-hmm. And this is how I want to photograph mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And if none of this is okay with you, then tell me mm-hmm. what is. I'm not asking you these questions mm-hmm. to creep out on you. I'm asking these questions so that I can respect you better mm-hmm. while we're shooting to keep the vibe going. So you feel it's a collaboration. It is very much a collaboration. Mm-hmm. I don't want to ever treat anybody uh, in one of these mm-hmm. things like a commodity because mm-hmm. that's bullshit to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, there's boys in, mm-hmm. in, in, sure, uh, sure. in the new one. Uh, and I love photographing dudes, mm-hmm. uh, but you know what? Dudes are shy, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and, uh, I'll, I, I'll let anybody photograph me, Yeah, you know, um, and, and they, and they have, and everywhere I go, I have a lot of tattoos. Everyone wants to take a picture of me sure, with my shirt sure. off. I'm round you know? <laughs> and I don't care. There's no shame yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm not trying to photograph, uh, you know, traditional society standard mm-hmm, beauty. Mm-hmm. If I see something that I want to photograph, I ask or mm-hmm. I go for it. And that's mm-hmm. the only reason why these are, these people are in these books. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with, with aesthetics, mm-hmm. uh, the, like, uh, uh, as a society standards mm-hmm. term. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, in the end of one of these, there's a photograph of an opera singer who's mm-hmm. uh, who's uh, lo- much larger than your normal nude model. Mm-hmm. And when she messaged me, she goes, you probably would never want to photograph mm-hmm. me, but I look like this. And I just mm-hmm. responded. I was like, can you come over in, in half an hour? <laughs> yeah. And I did. Yeah. Uh, because I think that if for two things for people that make nude photography, mm-hmm. if you can't get naked for somebody else's mm-hmm. camera, then fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> and seriously, because yeah, yeah, yeah. that's bullshit. Yeah. Uh, because you need to know exactly how somebody else is feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, it's mm-hmm. called empathy mm-hmm. and you need to have mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and you need to photograph and, and uh, a whole cornucopia yeah. of different types of people. Yeah. Otherwise, you start to look like an asshole. Yeah. You could say the same thing about street photography, too. Very much <laughs> so. That's true, yeah. And Very much you, so. you have a lot of, like, a uh, lot, of, lot of street photography bros that don't have a lot of empathy. And they yeah. Feel, they don't understand the power dynamic there, you know? Yeah. So it is kind of, you know, I've had, a, I've been in a few street, like, I've definitely seen the dude, like, making the picture on, like, you right. know, it's kind of like... Yeah. Oh, what are you doing, man? Are you working with a designer? Yeah, this? I work with this guy named Ben Molina. Yeah. Who's not just a designer, but he's probably 
and will always be a better photographer than me. Oh. Uh, but I have this ability to sell myself because uh, I'm a bit of a whore. Um, and but Ben Ben is a great great dear, dude. Um, he uh, he make he he works designs uh, things for printed matter for a living. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and he photographs film photography, street photography, documentary photography, personal narrative. Well, you got you're giving it away. We have, we have one of his zines here. Oh, oh yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, we right, do. Right, right. We'll, right. we'll, yeah, yeah. well, I guess we'll have to save it for the, uh, yeah. the second half. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll come back and finish our conversation about that. And Sounds good. We got going a little bit on Ben Molina, and I met Ben in Los Angeles. He came down to the show I was a group show I was in. I got to meet him, and um, it's weird. I didn't. You were talking about him being a designer. I didn't actually know he was a designer. I knew it was from his photography. He's he yeah. been featured in the New York Times, like a like blog, a, like a year ago. When was it? Uh, he was in like a blog too. I don't know when yeah. he was. He was, he was in the New York Times. Times, like last year. Yeah, last year. So he's shooting black and white street. And so you've got this zine. You said this is like a first look zine. Yeah, he actually just texted me the picture of the final version. So it looks something similar to that with like uh, an embossing, um, which is cool. Um, And I've I've had the I've had I've shown with Ben before, Mm -hmm. which is cool. You know, it was nice to see a lot of photographs that I'd never Mm -hmm. seen. And he's a very quiet person. Mm -hmm. And so he sits on a lot of things. and then I get to see him though, so I'm lucky because he's got some great work. Yeah. Um, Do you help him edit? No, 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 no. Ben, oh. Ben, Ben's got his own thing. I'm the one who needs help. <laughs> uh, but no, Ben, Ben. Uh, but when we when we did show together at Empire Seven Studios in San Jose, uh, there was it was me, Emilio Banuelos, Ben Molina, Troy Holden, and Mike Avina, and we did uh, we did a, a show called Alone Together, where we all took forty of our images and we put them in a pile, and then we stepped away, and the remaining people. Uh, picked out some of their favorites and the ones that didn't work, and then what we had left out of each people's things, um, we started putting together and forming a narrative mm-hmm. with our photographs, and it worked pretty well, um, and that was cool. And so that was what kind of like I had known Ben for years, but that was when I actually like I hate to say it, but like mm-hmm. be- became a real big fan nice. was when I started seeing behind the curtain, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Nice. So you also have another one. I, I think this is pretty cool that you got these zines that's like first looks, and the next one is this is Minnesota State Fair. And this is by Kevin O'Meara. How did you come about this one? So Kevin O'Meara... Oh, wait. He says, do not post online or reproduce without written permission. Oh, yeah. He's good. We're good. Right, we got fine. it. So he's going to be okay with us when yeah. talking about it on the show? Yeah, yeah. You want me to call yeah. him right now? Oh, no. Well, this is <laughs> a fucking amazing... We're going to show this photo. But this is yeah. nuts. So this is the Minnesota State Fair, and this is something I actually know pretty well. Yeah. yeah. I'm from Minnesota. I've been to the State Fair. And, um, you know, I don't... I, I can't really speak to the accuracy of what's accurate in a photo book or whatever, but this is, um, I like it. There's a lot of photos in it. I think, I think I might need a little bit of pruning, but who knows, you know, where he's going with it, but there's some like yeah. absolutely bizarre kind of killer photos in it. So how did, how did you get, get your hands on this? Man, me and Kevin, uh, I've known each other for a year and a half now mm. and he, we're just those types of people that know each other just through photo world and online. 
Um, but we became friends. And so sometimes they'll call me at three in the morning. Sometimes they'll call me at three in the morning, send me a Dropbox file. I'll send him a Dropbox mm-hmm. file. He looked at Ether. He's in the credits for that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just, just, Hey, what do you think? You know? Mm-hmm. And so he's been calling me, uh, for the past couple weeks about this because he, he's, you know, um, sometimes you just need somebody to tell you you're going to be all right. <laughs> and that's what he is for me. And that's what I am for him. And he's a great photographer. He's a young guy too. Um, and he just sent it to me. And he and lives I, in Minnesota? And he lives in Minnesota. Oh, nice. Usually you will have to do an introduction. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, he, he does live in Minnesota, and he, he's, he's just an all-around uh, avid, passionate shooter. Mm-hmm. And I actually received this today. Oh, nice. So, oh, wow. yeah. Great. So yeah. It, it came in the mail two days ago, but where it, the mailing address where it was got, where I got to send to here, uh, the, uh, Andrew was uh, out of mm-hmm. town for a day, so I had to wait for it. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. So it's pretty cool. Well, we're excited. I yeah, mean, I'm excited to put it like uh, I'm, you know, I would have never thought when I came today <laughs> that I was going to have a little zine about the Minnesota fucking State Fair. So, yeah. like, you know, kudos on that. And yeah. hopefully we can have some people on it. So we're going to, wait a minute. We'll do, um, let's get to this one first. I mean, you got a lot of good books. I mean, we have this. Yeah. I think maybe we're talking about it too much. We're pe- telling people to bring so many books because now people are just bringing all these good books and we need to expand the show to like two hours to talk about the books. No. But you really wanted to talk about Donna Ferrado, um, Love and Lust, uh, classic book, legendary. Yeah. She's, I mean, she's uh, amazing photographer. She's brilliant t- photographer. She's done. She had a lot of work on uh, domestic abuse. I living with the enemy. Something strikes me. It just came out with that as well too. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell me about this book. Why, why is it? F- photographers uh, want to capture. Where, where they are and what they see. This was the first example of, of, of physically capturing emotions for me. Mm. Uh, and Donna Ferrato is the most important woman in the whole world to me outside of mm. my mom and my wow. grandmama, you know? Wow. Uh, and I, I love her so much because she is also an example of using what you have to get into where you can go, mm. especially with living with the enemy, you know? Uh, she was a photojournalist and, 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 mm-hmm. you know, 30 years ago, women photojournalists are not as, uh, respected as they are now. And they're still not even equal. And that sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she got in and she got to see these things and she photographed it like a fucking champ and she's a boss. Mm-hmm. But this is a classic, uh, to me is like the, the, the ultimate example of, of sexuality, sensuality and love and mm-hmm. all these emotions being conveyed in one book. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it goes from a picture of swingers to a picture of her daughter, to a picture (laughs) of somebody going down on somebody in an elevator, to Mm -hmm. a picture of her sister uh, showing her very young daughter that everyone's got breasts by them both Mm -hmm. lifting up their shirts. Mm -hmm. And it it blows my mind, the presentation. Yeah, I mean, the the editing is is funny and bizarre sometimes, but it also, like, the whole theme of, like... It's the spectrum of sexuality. Yeah. Right? Like all the way, hug, like hugging a dying grandparent, you know what I mean? To like the, you know, the. A group dun- the, the, up yeah, in the Vegas. Yeah, the dungeons of Manhattan, kind of like BDSM, yeah. club, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's so really like it has that sophisticated understanding of like the spectrum of human sexuality and tries to put it in with that emotional mm-hmm. impact, you know? And I, I think like. Yeah, I mean, splicing it up and like even like the color and the black and white. And the Very much. It's a good layouts. example yeah. of, of mixing them together. That's when I think of people asking me, can you mix them together? I always mm. think of Love and Lust. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sure. And also the autobiographical mm. introduction she does is like snippets mm. of writing from, from her life. And it they're real raw. And mm. like you, uh, 
you get a you get a window into her soul, mm-hmm. you know. And mm-hmm. she's she's honestly uh, the 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 bravest, toughest rod in the world. Have to you me. met her? No. And Have I and her? I want oh, wow. and I and I've messaged her a few times. Like mm-hmm. Donna, if I send you my book, will you sign it? I'll send you postage. Mm-hmm. She's very busy. I understand it. Um, I just honestly would love to just carry her purse for for the rest of my life. (laughs) She's amazing. Well, I mean, I doubt she's listening to the LPV show, but who knows? Maybe she'll see it online somehow. I have to send her a link. And get it. So the next one, I don't where is the title of this one? This is So this one is, oh, yeah, Bangkok's Twilight Zone by Nick, not, no, no, wait, Pat Pat Pong, Bangkok's Twilight Zone by Nick Nostics. Nostics? Nostics. So where did you get this book? What's up with this? Oh, man. Uh, well, Ben Molina going to come up again. But he, <laughs> the guy's a library. So, he, yeah. you know, we give books to each other. People give books mm-hmm. to each other. So I got this. Um, and it's uh, seven years uh, in Pat Pong mm-hmm. uh, in Thailand. And it's in the 90s by, by a German photojournalist. Mm-hmm. And basically, it's it's like hedonism and debauchery and drug abuse and mm-hmm. uh, trans people and, and sexual tourism and all kinds of shit. But honestly, it's also about escape. And, mm-hmm. and being somewhere where you feel like you belong in, in mm-hmm. comfortability. And it's a diary because there's a lot of his writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about meeting strangers and that's how he went and about, and, and about the background of people that he went there. So mm-hmm. he really did get in touch with the people he was working with mm-hmm. as well. Um, and we've all been there, you know, sleeping in a room that doesn't have a window. Mm-hmm. Days become nights, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the photographs are raw as fuck yeah, yeah, and yeah. they're real. And, uh, you know, there's no... Uh, there's no flair mm-hmm. about it. There's no like artistic edge. It's straight photographs. So he definitely puts in like some of the quotes and like the dates on here. It really does have that diaristic. And I like that he has some of the newspaper clippings too, which is awesome. And I like that he breaks it into chapters. Yep. So chapter one, the go-go bar. Chapter two, the blowjob bar. Chapter three, Katui, the disco. And you have the street. And then you have uh, Therme, the family, excursions into regular prostitution. I love that. I mean, I really, there's, you know, there's this, like a photo book trying to be a novel can sometimes go very, very wrong, but yep. it can also really work. And I think like this diaristic, you know, angle on it and, you know, it doesn't go anywhere without the beautiful photos you yeah. know? or like the, the very kind of honest direct photos. And I think this pulls it off well. And I like the different kind of collages and the sequences that he puts in through here. And I think it really works together. And yeah, yeah this was surprising. I page through this and I was like, I'm into this. Man. It took a while for me to finish it all the way mm-hmm. through. I honestly, like, I'm going to go ahead and say that I don't think I've ever even fully absorbed it mm-hmm. yet. It's you have to you have to look at photo books more than yeah. once for well, a otherwise long, they're not worth shit. Yeah, over over <laughs> yeah. a period of time. Yeah. Um, and it, it it's like uh, it's it's this weird uh mix between reality and nighttime, uh, you know, going out and things like that. It's like. It, it, you can get lost in it, and so mm-hmm. like it's very good in small doses. Mm-hmm. Um, but it shows some some raw shit, and uh, and that's how it should be because not everything's pretty. And I mean, ba- Bangkok's one of those places. Kate Opperman was on; she was in Bangkok, um, and she kind of. I mean, it wasn't like this version of Bangkok; it was mm-hmm. a completely different version of Bangkok. And Bangkok has one of those kind of like I guess culturally kind of you know identities where you mm-hmm. kind of think of something. It's one of those places where it's like you know what. For me to really kind of like get what's going on, like I got to fucking go to Bangkok. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, this is like, also yeah. very subjective, but yeah. a photojournalist spent seven years at, at this one area. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm, I'm not claiming to know about mm-hmm. Bangkok because mm-hmm. of this man's work. Right. Um, you know, but at the same time, like he he showed me a place that I probably would never go to. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't go to Bangkok? I mean, not Pat Pong for seven no. years. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So. Maybe, maybe just for a week and a half. Week and a half. And you find the right people, right? Yeah. So the next one we have, 
Wait, wait, wait. Somehow, this one, the, okay, you said this one's called Tranquility. Yeah, Tranquility. What's the guy's name? It's a Heike Kasky. I'm That's butchering it. I'm sorry, bro, or whatever. <laughs> so this one surprised me as well, too. And this is very Scandinavian, kind of, you know, Lars Thunborg, like Tjorborn Rodland. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, who's the other guy? There's, there's a lot of, I'm a big fan of Scandinavian photography. Yeah. Like these guys. But this, I've opened this, I was like, Oh, this is definitely like Scandinavian. Yeah. <laughs> I'm from Finland or yep. Sweden or somewhere. Like the way they're mixing this together in the For very sure. kind of like, you know, you know, you know, minimalistic kind of like, you know, there's a lot of, I guess a little bit of a bleak undertone to it. But I, I mean, I think yeah. it's beautiful. This know, was like meant solid. to be on the wall of a gallery. Like yeah. this is, this know. is installation written all over it to me. Yeah. And honestly, since I've been sick the last couple of days, I've been taking Robitussin. <laughs> and, uh. and I'll tell you something right now that looking through this, you get lost. Like, you know, like that, uh, that 10 minutes before you pass out mm-hmm. yeah. from taking medication like that, mm-hmm. it makes you feel like you're kind of sinking into something. Mm-hmm. And it makes me feel like that. Mm-hmm. It wow. makes me feel like I'm losing part of myself, like my footing. Because it's interesting like that. It stops yeah. you and there's like little things and you're well, like... Well, he does a sequence. He has this one with like the, the flock of birds that goes on for like four pages. And I was like, oh, that's... He's messing with the color of the, mm-hmm. the blank pages too. Yeah, yeah. that are orange. And, you kind of, and it also has, like I mentioned, Gregory Helpern. Yeah. But this also has a very, very like strong kind of like I would why. I kind of want to say like American MFA like vibe to it as well. But it also, but you know what it is? It's less eight by 10 and Mm. more 35 millimeter point and shoot type Mm -hmm. style to me. Like it looks real rough. And that's, that's what I like about this. Like, I mean, you know, you everyone travel around with an eight by 10, make these beautiful portraits, Mm. you know, but like these look real rough, but you know, this is about tranquility, California in the middle of nowhere. Apparently there's like only 800 people that live there. <laughs> and so an eight by 10 would do none of this justice to me. Mm-hmm. You know, a little bit around you too. I mean, it, yeah. it's mixing in, there's a lot going in on here. I mean, I think it's, yeah, this is, I like this one a lot. I would consider buying this. Yeah. No, yeah. My, my friend, Chris Gillespie gave it to me. Um, I was working with him on some sequencing, um, and that's how we became friends. But then you throw in this where you have the two kind of back. To, this is like very German. You yeah. know what uh, I mean? Yeah. Like Michael Schmidt or what yeah. have you. But this um, is one of my favorite gifts that I've I, ever gotten. I think it's great. I really, th- you're right about it, the ambiguity of it too. It's like I just paged through the whole thing. It's mm-hmm. like you kind of want to like yeah. go back and find those few photos. Yeah. You no, know, this is really, what was the addition on this one? Oh, I, I don't know. I actually don't think I've ever looked. I'll have, to, I'll have to look this up and see yeah. if it's... Uh, this is one of those ones where you can actually pick up in the middle of it, too, and kind of kind of like, go, oh, I like this little yeah. section right here. Yeah. You know, like when well, you... Well, yeah, and when you're kind of... When, when you're... He's making it about, like, one place mm-hmm. or one what have you, like that... You know, yeah. There, there isn't... It's not like... Yeah, there isn't a kind of, like, um, necessary narrative pull. You can kind of pull it apart the way you want. Mm-hmm. But again, it comes... You know, obviously, it comes down to the photos. Too. And I just really, really like how the book feels in my hand. Mm-hmm. I like the cover. I like that it's, uh, what is it, debossed or, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the cover is. You know, yeah. it's hard to read, you know, and I think it makes you really work for your understanding of his work. Mm-hmm. Well, I like that he has three paragraphs at the end too that kind of, mm-hmm. that kind of explain it. A flat horizon surrounds tranquility in the Central Valley, though some 800 people in and around these 12 streets, four churches, two grocery stores, two hardware stores, a car dealership, Post office, a library branch, a high school, mom's drive-in, or the corner bar may have seen me when not working on the field, stretching around, almonds, pistachios. My... So, it's yeah, it's very poetic. But I also like the very specific kind of like, well, it's 
12 streets, four churches, you know? Yeah. Like, so what, and I, when it comes to like writing in terms of what information you convey, it's always, I'm very, I'm interested in like the specific raw data and how that can kind of mix in with like a lyrical mm-hmm. kind of essay, you know? Cause you know, photos can only do so much, but then he's got these, he's kind of, well, you have to read the, the, the little piece on the front too. That's a great book. It's a really good book. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, I think that one's a killer. Super and this second. one I know is you know, St- bite Steph- size. Stefan Ruiz, Mexican crime photographs from the archives of Stefan Ruiz. Um, I believe he, I don't know where he got access to these, but it, he might have bought. It, the crime it says it says in the back that he bought the first lot yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. And I love found things, yeah. you know. And I like I would one day like to incorporate some of that maybe mm-hmm. into installations or maybe even into zines or books. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's it's great to, like, find these things that are cohesive together and you're like, wow, this is these are fucking rad. I'm going to make a little book out yeah. of it. And they're little, you know, and I love little books. Little and if books, you don't, yeah. no one will. Yeah, you know. <laughs> if you listen to the Gus Paul episode from last season where he goes off on, on little books and how great little books. What, what struck me about this, though, is, like, there is one recurring sequence from a bank oh, robbery yeah. that goes, like, it, it's in three different parts or four different parts, so you get It's like CCTV shot. footage or yeah. some shit. Yeah. yeah, and then you get, like, then you get a little sequence of this bank robbery yeah. from the CTV, and then it goes back to it, and then he comes to it, and, like, the way that breaks it up and, like, pulls through the narrative, like, even when we were just photographing, I was like, that's fucking amazing. Yeah, like, yeah, that's really. such a great yeah. touch, and it's so simple and so, like, perfect for this book about crime and like, I'm a big fan of true crime. I love crime. I love, um, I want to do a book on something to do with crime photos, but I don't know like this. Yeah. The books like this inspire me because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm half Mexican, half whatever else. Mm -hmm. Uh, and part of my family is uh, very, very Mexican. Mm -hmm. And, uh, some of my cousins, and that side of the family are, are, are Mexican gangsters, mm-hmm. you know, and I didn't really grow up with part of that. And so books like this always inspire me to go and get back into their lives and photograph, you know, the neighborhoods and the people and the people that are still fucking up and the people that have are really done fucking up, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and things like that. But this is one of those books that I actually make me really want to call home and and uh, say, hey, you know, maybe maybe we'll get some portraits together, you know, we'll roll around the neighborhood, you know, because where I'm from, you know, in San Jose, it's mm-hmm. like. It's San Jose's, uh, somebody the other day said it's like a small LA mm-hmm. and it could be a big Fresno to me. I don't know, <laughs> but, that's just, but that's just how yeah. it is. You know, it's a, it's got a small downtown yeah. it's urban sprawl. It's very, it, it's got its Mexican neighborhood. It's got its Vietnamese neighborhood. Mm-hmm. It's got its rich areas, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm from the Mexican part, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and it would be a nice, nice way to, to really also reconnect with part of my heritage. Uh, but, but like things like that are, are do you ever go to Mexico? No. You haven't been to Mexico. No, you, you know what part of Mexico you're from? Oh man, no. We're like yeah. my my dad's family came from like Texas, uh-huh. uh, up 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 through that way. Well, that is Mexico for crying out loud, right? Uh-huh. So, <laughs> so is California. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So exactly. so yes, technically yes. Yeah. Um, you're still living in Mexico. Though. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, that that's something that like I I would hope would one day like help reconnect mm-hmm. that side, you know. Mm-hmm. So you have no plans to go and visit Mexico? It's yeah. not on high on your list? No, you know, I, I like, uh, I mean, I, 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 I do and I don't, but like, you know, going to places like Denmark and Sweden, right, right. like those places that I was never, you know, shown when I was younger mm-hmm. are places that I want to go to, you know. Um, What's next? Fuck. Uh, 
Well, I want to go to Japan. Everybody wants to go to Japan, but yeah. I want to go to Japan because I have friends there, and I kind of don't want to do Tokyo. I just want to get mm. a rail pass and and, huh. and have a backpack and get lost mm. and sleep where I can sleep mm. um, and stay on floors and I shit. I think you should go to Tokyo, though. Well, yeah, of course. Everyone that I've said about Tokyo is like, yeah, you can, I mean, maybe you shouldn't spend your whole vacation there, but like, you go there for three days and it's like you don't, like what you think of how a city works yeah. or what happens in like contemporary, you yeah. think of America as like, well, America's I just don't not want a contemporary culture. You go to Japan, you go to Tokyo, and it's like you're living. This is like the future. Like these people are not in the same. I just don't want to be another pecker that shows up with a flash, <laughs> right? You know, and hangs out like that because that's not what I'm interested in. Like if I'm going to get to know somebody or or photograph my surroundings, and uh, photography is a way to to figure out how you relate to where the fuck you are. Mm. You know, and if you're just and if you're there and you're just kind of invasive and there's no there's no step back and there's no um. Uh, like introspection, then then you you know you're not really seeing anything. Right. Mm-hmm. So I will do Tokyo, but I want to I want to go all over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I want to go visit Ola in Sweden again, and hopefully that'll happen this summer. And I definitely want to go back to Paris again. Um, and I do have a standing invite from Ben Roberts to go visit him and his ah, beautiful uh, yeah. wife. Ah. Uh, in, <laughs> just wanted to throw that in there in he's, Madrid. Don't worry, he's not listening. <laughs> oh, he will because I'm going to send it to him. <laughs> <laughs> Here it is. It's at the. F- 53.55 yeah. second mark, you know. Uh, I message him every now and then and tell him how lucky he is. Well, <laughs> I thought yeah. he quit the internet. Oh, he's, still, he's, he's still got Facebook Messenger. Oh, yeah, still yeah. got Facebook Messenger. Still um, still yeah, and so, uh, but I want to do all that. But I like to go places for more than just a week or two. Mm. So if, when the next place I go, I want to go for at least a month. If I can if I can make it last, then great. So what do you do? You work your job, save up money, quit the job, and then come back, find yeah. another job? I mean, what else am I going to do? I, I I mean, I'm not educated. I barely, <laughs> I, I didn't even graduate high school, yeah. you know? And so I've been working uh, in the in, in the restaurant industry like my whole life. Mm-hmm. You know, I started off washing dishes, then I was a line cook, mm-hmm. then I was a prep cook. And then I was like, well, I don't, I don't want to be a cook anymore. So wh- where does that take you? It takes you to uh, being an expo then a server and then a bartender and I was a bartender for a long time and then you know I had to stop doing that because you know Hurricane Joe comes into town too much oh no yeah, yeah. yeah. and so then too much temptation too much yeah. and so now it's like what do I do well I go work at a cafe and mm-hmm. something that uh, is is very easy on my schedule that mm-hmm. I don't feel bad about saying hey I'm gonna go to New York for 11 days and I'll see you guys later mm-hmm. because what I want to do is leave uh, photographs behind that live longer than me or the people that are in them mm-hmm. and not, you know, a legacy of uh, that guy made a great latte, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah, exactly. So that's what it comes down to. But yeah. I'll do anything that can get me anywhere else yeah. than yeah. at my day job. Yeah. So, so yeah, you kind of live by that motto of like uh, earn the money to go and have your experiences rather than... What else is there? I mean, you know, like if I won the lottery, yeah. I would be gone. I would never work <laughs> another day job if I could. I would invest in something that could maybe yeah. return on some shit. And I would go. Yeah, to just make sure you can go go all over the place. Yeah, yeah I mean that's yeah. As I get older, it's like you know what I, I still gotta I gotta go to London, Paris, and yeah, like yeah, set this very specific goal. But I mean, also like as you get older, you're never you're not gonna be able to go everywhere. Yeah, but you know what? That's why I like zines because the sales from that help buy plane tickets. Uh, exactly. You know, uh, yeah. and then small prints help buy plane tickets. And you know, one day I would love to charge thousands. For mm-hmm. silver print, but for now I'm in the couple hundreds, and every time somebody yeah. buys one of those, it goes in a little thing. If it doesn't go to pay for rent, mm-hmm. you know, or for more film, and so right before I plan a big trip, I'm, I I start getting on social media. Hey, these are for sale. Hey, these oh, are for sale. Man. Hey, these are for sale. Sometimes people give me cameras and trade for work. And well, yeah, I mean it's interesting that a lot of you know photographers 
You're definitely of kind of that that internet generation of find a thousand fans or find 500 fans, Mm -hmm. find 300 fans, however you can find, and then really like serve them as best you can. And like, it seems like you take that kind of connection deeply to heart. It's like, you're not just a fan of me. You're like, I'm going to actually create the real connection to it. And it's like, it's it's almost like a, I don't want to say perfect, but a very good example of how like a contemporary artist can kind of make it through the internet by, you know, being genuine and like making yeah. like real connections and not necessarily think like, I need to have 10,000 artists. Yeah. I got to have like 400 people or like a hundred people that care about me or care about what I'm doing. And like, just treat those people as like, you well, know. you know, that shit comes full circle because yeah. when I went to Paris, uh, I brought, I brought a binder full of silver mm-hmm. prints that I didn't sell that I gave away mm-hmm. to the people that hosted me mm-hmm. to my friends that had taken care of certain things for me mm-hmm. and people that have bought zines and, and books, because there's like five or six of them that I've made, and they were whatever. Yeah. Um, but there's this one guy named George. He lives in Greece. Mm-hmm. Him and his buddies took a road trip. Yeah. And they came to Paris to hang out for the week. Yeah. And so I brought them gifts and things like that. But like, you know, they're they're the only reason why I ever mm-hmm. went anywhere is because somebody cared enough to say, you know, I really like that photo of a dead cat you made in Denmark. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And 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 I'm just grateful. I'm yeah. just grateful to do what I get to do. Uh, I'm grateful that I have to have a day job that I get to go somewhere yeah. when I don't work it. So fuck it. Excellent way to excellent way to end it. Excellent yeah. way to put it. Fuck Joe, we uh, yeah. <laughs> well, we definitely appreciate you coming. We appreciate Thanks. sharing your zines and the amazing books. And I'm For sure, sure we're gonna hear more from you yeah. in the future. Yeah. And next time you're in New York, yes, we'll have to swing by again. Please bring some new stories. New stories, new books. Thanks for coming by. Thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. Thanks again for joining us. You can go behind the scenes of this episode, see the work of our guests and the photos we discussed by visiting our Tumblr and lpvshow.com. If you'd like to support the production of the show, this year we are offering a subscription for $20. As a subscriber, you will get exclusive access to our weekly email newsletter, which will contain a bonus conversation about some of the interesting stories we find on the web. Also, at the end of the year, we'll be raffling off three awesome photo books exclusively to our subscribers. We appreciate your support and hope you continue to enjoy the show. If you have any questions, please feel free to send them to info at lpvshow.com or connect with us on Twitter at lpvshow. The LPV Show is executive produced by Brian Formals and Tom Starkweather. Our score is by Tom Starkweather, who also mixes the show. Special thanks to Eddie Volanti and Brett A. Davis. Thanks for listening.